a survey by Nature's Bounty Vitamin Company of 2,000 working adults found these top five effects of a busy lifestyle. Number five, feeling low or being in a bad mood. Number four, a lack of exercise. Number three, a lack of sleep. Number two, feeling stressed. And number one, feeling tired or low in energy. I'm Joe. That guy over there is Kurt. And we are Dudes in Progress. What's shaking, Kurt? Hey, Joe. What's going on, man? Did you have a nice Valentine's Day with your wife? I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> we are recording this the day after Valentine's Day. Or if you're in third grade, Valentine's Day. Yeah, I had a great dinner. Ate at our favorite uh, our favorite low-key restaurant, low-key Italian restaurant called La Rosa's. It's a pizza place here in Cincinnati, Ohio, well-known pizza place. And we just kind of kept it calm and low-key. How about you? So my wife got me a homemade Valentine's card, just like you do when you're in third grade. No kidding. <laughs> Wrote it on the back of a piece of lined paper. <laughs> well, I think she printed it off her computer, her computer printer. It's, it's the Beauty and the Beast, a tale as old nice. as time, true as it can be. Happy Valentine's Day. And she gave me some pretzels with peanut butter inside of them and some, she knows I like carrot cake. She got these carrot cake cookies from BJ's that were really good. Now that our 30 day oh. weight loss challenge is over, how is your 30 day? How is your weight loss challenge going? I think when all, well, I think I'm at nine pounds right now, somewhere between nine and 10 pounds. Yeah. Uh, I've had a stressful time. So I'm, I couldn't have picked a worse time to have a weight loss challenge, but direction's more important than position, uh, uh, right? Yeah. So no time is we, better than the present. We, uh, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. And you know, nine pounds in 30 days, that's not, that's nothing to sneeze at, man. Yeah. Right? And I'm, well, I'm at 12 to 13 pounds now. We're way past the 30 days as we're into February now, but I'm feeling good. I'm, I feel at that point where, yeah, I really want to make sure I stay on track. You know, we're way past January 1st and those commitments we made at the first of the year. The New Year's resolution is way past, right? We said, was it January 19th is when everyone quits their resolution? End of January, yeah, something like yeah, that. It was only, I think January 19th was the date. So we're, right. we're almost into February 19th. If you, if you failed in your New Year's resolutions, don't sweat it. You can start right now. You can yeah. just start right now. Start a new session of New track. Year's resolutions. Yeah. You, don't have to, you don't have to wait until January 1st and gain 40 pounds this year. No. <laughs> and I wanted to say, and we keep remembering, one of the reasons I want to do this podcast is to continually work on ourselves. I said, inner peace was my theme for the year. And I don't want to forget that. I'm doing things. And minimalism is a great topic for inner peace, isn't it, Joe? And we're on episode seven of Dudes in Progress. That's awesome, man. I dig it. We have a heck of a show ahead of us today. I'm going to continue with my list of the 21 benefits of owning less. This comes straight from Joshua Becker's website, Becoming Minimalist. Last week, we covered 1 through 11, and we left off with being happier, and we're going to shoot through 12 through 21 of the benefits of minimalism, the 21 benefits of owning less. And I know uh, we got a theme going on here because you're going to talk a little bit more about 
a chapter from Joshua Becker's book. Is that right, Kurt? Right. So we started talking about, I want to pick a couple of the chapters that he gets into distractions and how you can overcome some of these distractions for working on things that matter in your life. That's the name of the book, Things That Matter. He's, of course, a minimalist that we've been talking about. This week, last week, we talked about the fear of failure. And this chapter, you ever start reading a book, Joe, and you look ahead at the chapter titles, you're like, boy, I can't wait till I get to that. That chapter looks intriguing. And the title of this chapter was Beaches Get Boring. (laughs) And you and I are both big fans of beach vacations. So I had to dig in. Funny enough, not only was the topic of vacations and leisure, he calls it the distraction of leisure, but he, something Joe and I have talked about as we're getting towards that age where you're thinking about the retirement age and what are you going to do when you stop working or if you're going to stop working, but we'll get into that. We're going to talk in, in weeks to come about money management planning for retirement and is is retirement a good thing. Uh, But one thing I'm excited about is creating a side hustle uh, and how to create a side hustle. And, and we're going to have a little bit of a challenge related to that. Then that's all related as we move into those, that this last half of our life, I guess you would call it hopefully last half or last third of our life. I'm not convinced that retirement is a good thing. (laughs) And I'm not convinced that I will ever retire. I may move income-producing activity uh, to something that uh, I enjoy more, uh, or it may not even be income-producing activity, but I will certainly stay active. Uh, I can't tell you how many people I have seen in my life personally that retired and just gave up on life, and that will not be me, my friend, which is a part of minimalism as far as I'm concerned, because when when you set up your life in such a way that you only have the things that you value most in your life. Uh, it's very easy to live a, a vibrant, productive, healthy life. Well, into um, into the day into the day you turn it in. Right, that's what I want to do. I want to be active into the day I finally turn it in. I want to run through the tape, Joe. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> I think you're going to agree with a lot of these points we're going to make that came out of the book. No doubt. And I hope I'm no looking doubt. forward to your commentary. Later in the show, we're going to talk about our wins for the week. Uh, we're going to discuss uh, the next 30-day challenge at some level. I, we're, not, we're not ready to release it yet, but we're going to chat about it. Uh, we're going to share a resource of the week and, of course, the quote of the week. We'll do that later in the show today. But for now, Kurt, why don't you go ahead and dig right into your, uh, your section here with Joshua, Joshua Becker's book. Overcoming this distraction of leisure. These are the things that get in the way of things that matter in this chapter beaches get boring i'm such a fan of my vacation i'm such a fan i created a podcast almost nine years ago about going to disney world (laughs) all right here's here's what i say i'm gonna i'm gonna create a new a new rule here for dudes in progress if you you pick the beverage of your choice i don't care if it's beer i don't care if it's scotch i don't care if it's bourbon i don't care if it's iced tea i don't care if it's water i don't care if it's milk pick your beverage of 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 choice and every time Kurt mentions his other podcast, <laughs> you got to take a drink. It's a drinking game. <laughs> and we'll see, 
<laughs> we'll see who survives it. <laughs> yeah. It's not that I'm promoting it. It's just, it's been ingrained into my life, as you know, very well now, <laughs> which is a good thing. I want to, I want It's a to- great show and it's a great community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, geeking on WDW.com. Check it out. Geeking on WDW.com. That's G E E K I N on WDW.com. So I hope my listeners that are maybe come over and listen to us here, Joe, don't think I'm crazy that I'm reading this chapter about beaches getting boring or vacations being boring. But he, he leads with a quote on every chapter. I found this quote interesting. Instead of wondering when your next vacation is, maybe you should set up a life you don't need to escape from. Seth Godin from the book Tribes, which I should really read that book because I love building community. Think about that quote. Uh, Instead of spending your whole life, your whole year, just working towards the weekend or working towards vacation, can Mm. we set up a life? That's That's the question. Can we really set up a life? that we don't need to take a vacation from. Hmm. This is going to be intriguing. That's a challenge. Again, things that matter. If you're not liking your work, that was, we talked, maybe we already talked about this for myself. I think I, I did a great job of getting to a point where I do enjoy the day job. And maybe I'll get into that a little bit more at some point. Some of the points he makes here, I pulled out quotes from the book. So he says he's not against rest, relaxation, and fun. He just doesn't want to miss out on the things that matter to you because you've unthinkingly bought into the cultural notions of leisure. And he's against making leisure your objective because if leisure is your objective, it will inevitably displace your higher priorities. That's a very common problem in our society. He says, let me put it this way. Leisure makes a great booster to long-term productivity in our pursuit of meaningful goals, but leisure makes a terrible goal in itself. What do you think of that, Joe? I have been focused a lot on leisure in my life. Uh, and I think a lot of people have, and I love what Joshua Becker's mind shift is here. Instead of focusing on you work towards leisure, you use leisure to make your work more productive and more enjoyable. You got it. I just, I love that idea. And I've never had that. I've never had that concept. Mm. Uh, I want to work hard so I can play hard, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's the big banner. Everybody waves. We work hard so we can play hard. Well, maybe we play hard so we can, so our work can be better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's an interest. I don't, I don't know if I've ever had that, that concept before this book. Yeah. Oh, yes, right. You did listen to this book, so you know what I'm talking about. You're, mm-hmm. You did your homework. Yeah, it's a, a very intriguing concept. He says, I believe that for just about everybody, the most fulfilling thing we can do in the long run is to focus on our work. By work, now he's not talking about just the nine to five job. He's saying it could be parenting. You can think, you know, if you're, you might be a full time uh, adult parent at home, serving on a board, volunteering is work. These are all different possibilities. Anything that contributes good to others is work, regardless if you're getting paid for it. And I love this thought. It's not just the day job. It's all those things you do to serve people. You should rightfully get fulfillment. And like we said before, a lot of folks that have 
well past into they survey people in their 80s those things when they were doing things for others were the things that they look back on have the most pride about how about if we look at our work and understand how it is helping people and you may think about your work right now i'm just this or i'm just that how am i helping people but i'll bet if you sit down and really think about it how is your work ultimately helping others hmm. That's a great, I've always, I learned a long time ago in my personality, things that I value. I really, I've talked to you this about this, Joe. I looked at a lot of jobs that I was trying. I didn't know what I want to do when I grew up. <laughs> How many people have that problem? But one thing I did understand very clearly, I did love to help people and, and serve. And I got joy out of that and pride and congratulations for that. Even today at work. I do a lot of internal consulting, helping people with technology, and people will come to me. They're almost apologizing, uh, sorry to bother you. And I say to them, I love doing this. You don't have to apologize. <laughs> I enjoy doing this. If I can help you be more productive in what you're doing, I feel good about it. And I love working with people in that way. Now, this may be a li little bit of a tangent, but you know, artists and uh, craftspeople get into trouble this way. Uh, because they love what they do so much that often they, they're taken advantage of or they undercharge mm -hmm. and they don't appreciate the work that they do. Mm -hmm. uh, when, when you have a talent that you love to do, remember that you're deserving of fair compensation, even though you love to do it. But how about, how about having something that you really love to do? And I think that can be just about anything that we're doing right now. And this is my, this is my challenge to myself is to look at my work in such a way that uh, I understand the, the benefit it's bringing to society and fall in love with my work. Even though I say right now, I may not enjoy it very much. Mm. So it wasn't always this way, Joe, back in the day. I don't know how long ago. He doesn't go into a lot of detail on this, but there was a the division of labor was born. You know, from the instead of the family farm where you did everything yourself, grew your own food, and things were hard. You didn't have to, <laughs> there was no time for leisure, and but as society grew together and people grew the grew the food for you, built homes for you, and all of those things that the modern society come that we all have come to know we've kind of lost our focus on the on the work that we're doing how it benefits everyone you know there was the baker and there was all these jobs that people did as i call it a career but that was their life you didn't you didn't retire from that work <laughs> you, do you think that human beings by default by our makeup genetically need stress in our life now track with me here that genetically we need stress in our life and if we have too much leisure, we'll create stress out of the smallest, mundane, insignificant things. Well, I, I, the only thing I'm thinking when you say that is I get bored so quickly. I just know I couldn't stop being doing something productive. <laughs> I just know that's my, it's built in my DNA. And it, it would definitely be stressful for me to be not doing anything. Well, I've had an interesting couple of days about not doing anything. 
and somehow this will dovetail into the conversation. Mm-hmm. In fact, you'll um, I'm using this as is my win for the week as well. So a little a little hint. Uh-huh. Uh, I spent four days in a hotel uh, over the past week uh, because my house uh, is being worked on and we don't have a kitchen sink and we didn't have water and uh, so we had to spend four days in a hotel. And how now you think four days in a hotel? That's that's incredible, man. Yeah. Good relaxation. Four days, you, get right? a, you get a maid coming in. You get to watch TV. You, you know, you don't have to clean up anything. But wow, how boring was it? <laughs> you're bouncing off the walls, right? Yeah, because you're you're bouncing off the walls. You you, you can only walk down to the lobby and talk to the person at the front desk so many times or go into the workout room and stare at the workout equipment and realize you don't want to do that and leave. And, uh, yeah. And interestingly enough that these four days in the hotel are all close or all here in the city. So I'm, it's not like I'm on a vacation somewhere, yeah. um, but we easily get bored. I think we've lost the art of boredom. Mm-hmm. I do. I think, I think we've lost the art of boredom, mm-hmm. which is a whole nother conversation. <laughs> He says, we've lost our focus on how work benefits everyone. We no longer work to benefit others, but rather to benefit ourselves. Work became selfish. Work became that thing through which we make money so that we can do the other things we really want to do. So work today, work today is widely seen as an exercise in making money or as something to avoid and shortcut if possible. Interesting. The way society looks at this now. Tim Ferriss wrote a book called The Four Hour Work Week. <laughs> and his whole idea was work as little as you can so you can have as much leisure time as possible. That's what people thought about that book. But that book was really about setting up setting up your life so the really hard work is is minimized so you can do the important work. That's what that book is really about. Uh, that book is, isn't about working four hours a week and then sitting on the beach the rest of the time. It's about setting up your life uh, so the hard work is more efficient and more effective and maybe even uh, done by somebody else. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not designed to, the, the, the leisure time isn't about, isn't about, just doing nothing. It's about doing things that are the most important to you. Correct. Well, he continues with too many people waste their weekdays by always wishing for the weekend, exalting Saturday and Sunday over Monday and Tuesday. But those who learn to love and make the most of every day are less likely to look back and realize they've wished and wasted their lives away. That's the big fear. So the goal of work isn't more rest. The goal of rest is better work. Just like you're just saying, Joe. So how do we set up our rest? And I don't remember this section of the book. And if he doesn't cover it, maybe we'll just make it up. But how do we set up our rest to make our work more enjoyable, more productive? You know, I've learned that if I'm exhausted, which I quite often am by Friday evening, Friday evening, I don't like to have too much on the calendar. That isn't, I'm likely going to go to bed really early. And somewhere in Saturday and Sunday, sometimes it's Saturday, a lot of times, I still believe Sunday should be a day of rest. 
just if a lot of my time, I might do some work again on my hobbies or my side hustle a little bit in the morning. But during the winter time, I'm okay with just vegging out watching football all afternoon. <laughs> I am too. I asked, uh, I asked my, uh, my pastor at my church, what does it mean to rest on the Sabbath? What does it mean to him? Uh-huh. Because there's all kinds of rules about that, right? If you, if you want to get legalistic about that. He said, he said this, uh, don't do anything voluntarily that you don't want to do. Mm. Just don't do any, what is work? Yeah, it's okay. Don't do anything that you right. don't want to do. Yeah. If, it, if, 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 building a, if building a shed brings you joy and relaxation, do that on a Sunday. That's okay. Yeah, I agree. That's like, okay. I, I like to get outside. A lot of my work is indoors. I'm cooped up and I like doing some outdoor work in my yard. I do get some enjoyment for that, but I still need that time to just maybe take a nap. (laughs) I think there are two things about, about rest and in the weekends. Uh, It's removing yourself completely from your work. Completely. That means unplug. I think that's totally important too. When you go on, if you do, a, you know, we love an extended vacation to go somewhere. Like I do my Disney world. You like going to the beach. I totally 100% and my company does very good at making sure we unplug and we are away. And that does, you do, you really need that. I think on a regular basis too. Cause Kurt, I am not good at this, man. I, I am not good Uh, at this many people are not good at this you're not alone in that joe i think that is something if you get something from this because he even talks about here he vacations well so he can work better it's different way of saying it's a different way of seeing what the motivation is take your weekends your personal days and your holidays off and take at least one extended vacation per year if you can't afford to go far or do something exotic it's fine you can still disconnect from work and really rest and have fun. <laughs> I have a I have a former coworker that would he had a lot of vacation weeks to use. Mm-hmm. He had like eight vacation weeks a year to use. Uh and he would take a two week vacation every year. Mm-hmm. And he would completely unplug during that two week vacation. And the wisdom in that, he said, is it takes you, if you want a week's vacation, it's going to take you a few days mm-hmm. to get in the rest mode, to get in the, in the unplugged mode, to get into to the relaxation mode. Then you take your week's vacation. Then as, as the end of the vacation starts growing closer, you're going to feel yourself gearing up for work again. You lose the, the, you lose the days at the end. So truly, if you want a, a week of true vacation, you're going to need two weeks. You're going to need to it's, take two weeks off. It is a try it. If you haven't done it, if you haven't done it, try it. I've, I've done this. Yeah. I didn't do it for a long time, but I can tell you now we're this vacation we're doing in September. My wife was saying she was upset about the airfare and how Southwest was canceling our morning flight and we'd have to go in the evening. I was like, that's a waste. I'm gonna miss a whole day down at Disney World. I got we're so we're we're booking a day early and we're coming home a day late because of the airfare. And I said, that's yeah. fine. We're not quite two weeks, but we're pretty close. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it in 2023, but 
Yeah. I might make that a long-term goal for go. 2024. Think about it. Is is to take yeah. a two-week completely unplugged vacation. I, know a lot I of would people. really have to plan for that. You got to train your staff. You got to have backup. If you have staff. If, I know. You, I do. You do. Now. You staff, got a virtual assistant now. You better train your virtual assistant so you can take two weeks off. Right. All right. So here's the other last part of this is the topic Joe and I like to talk about a lot, which is retirement and kind of what's happened over the years in society. There's not just an ongoing propensity to take life easy and joy, but also an end goal of eliminating work from your life entirely so you can finally enjoy retirement. Among the generations that staff the workplaces today, there's a trend toward wanting to retire earlier and earlier. So is that bad or is it good, Joe? He says his grandfather had a lot to say about retirement. I like this. One of the things he used to tell me was retirement was invented by the politicians and that should be, and that should tell you everything you need to know about it. <laughs> well, the, the age 65 with the way I understand it, the age, age of 65 for retirement is completely arbitrary. <laughs> it was, it was a, some kind of compromise between the two political parties as to when they wanted to offer social security. Yeah. And when Social Security was going to be paid. And I think when Social Security was introduced, um, maybe we have some fact checkers out there that can help us with this, but I'm going to make it up as I understand it. Uh, and if it's not true, just act like it's true. Okay. <laughs> the, the way I understand it is, is when 65 was established as the quote unquote retirement age, the lifespan was only like 70. <laughs> yeah okay or something like that that's a good point whatever uh, the numbers are but yeah it's a great yeah, point they and they thought okay well you're gonna we'll be give dead them in five security years and <laughs> yeah they'll be dead in five years anyway right well now people are living to 95 and 100 right. years old and right and that's a that's you that's know a that's a political point. problem and we don't have to we don't have to discuss that but the point is somebody just made up six yeah. age 65 as a retirement age yeah oh i got i got a couple of things they point here I'll, I'll give you some what he talks about, but that, this wasn't always the case. Everyone worked until they were physically able. <laughs> they couldn't work anymore. He talks about historians say that Otto von Bismarck, chancellor of Germany had a hand in inventing the modern concept of retirement in 1883 when he offered a pension to any non-working German over the age of 70, which was lowered to 65 a few years later. And then other nations like the United States, they followed suit. And 65 was arbitrary age set by politicians to garner votes. <laughs> I'll be darned. <laughs> can, can you believe that? So it's just made up. It's just a yeah. made up age. And it's really starting to look kind of silly it, in this day and age when our presidents of the last two are well over 70 years old <laughs> and going into 80s. And a lot of folks, you can just... And we could sit here and start naming them all off, but there's a lot of people who continue to work. I've my neighbor across the street, he's in his nineties. He still goes part-time to work. He was an uh, obstetrician. Am I saying that right? Eye doctor? Yeah, <laughs> um, optometrist. <laughs> optometrist. <laughs> he sold his business, but he goes in and he loves seeing the people. People know him for years and he does, he helps people with the glasses and, he, you know, he loves doing it. He's always busy out in his yard too, but. And, and it can go the other way too, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you may decide that, Hey, I've, I've had enough of 
of doing this work right now. And I'm going to switch my life, change my life to go do something right now Mm -hmm. that, that will be more productive for me. I think what he's getting to the conclusion is not retiring, but retooling. Again, getting back to the topic of things that matter. What could you do right now that would make maybe working at that job where you're at later as you get closer to those ages that you could leave that job but have a life to go to that you've been planning for years and you know exactly what you do. In my case, I'm doing things like this podcast and my my Disney World podcast, which are bringing in an income. It's a side hustle. I'll have that going in, but I'll have lots of friends. When I, if I'm down, my goal would be to be spending some time, especially in the winter, to be a snowbird. I'll be in Disney World, and all my my geeking friends will be coming down visiting me on a regular basis, and have income coming in from different sources. And yeah, I might even work part time. I mean, some people you go to Disney World. There's a lot of we call them retirees in quotes working at Disney World <laughs> or doing something that they'd rather be doing. Well, you'll have plenty of people to visit visit you in the nursing home <laughs> down in Florida. That's that's for sure. But yes, I so, when when we go when we move into retirement, I think we we find ourselves more focused on the things that will contribute more than the things that uh, just earn us an income. Yeah, and I you know had we, to do we, to right, right. What you had to do to earn the income, right? Here's here's my question, and this is about this is a little bit about peer pressure, and it's a little bit about the people you surround yourself with. What happens when all your friends have retired, but you've decided not to? All your friends are traveling here and traveling there, but you've decided you've decided not to. Do you think that you will feel some peer pressure to keep up with the Joneses? I think you got to do what, do the best you can with what you got. And it's, it's hard. I mean, it can be envious to see people who are, I just had someone recently kind of, young, I don't, I haven't talked to him. I'm not sure what he's doing. Sometimes people will say we're retiring because they have a pension from this company, but they don't, they don't really stop working. <laughs> they, they may retire so they can get the pension. It's a technical retirement, but they're, right. they're going to go on and do And that's kind of the retooling that we're talking about. It could be something that's less demanding, less pressure. You, even, you know, I've been thinking about things that line up. I like the work that I do. I might become a consultant and do that mm-hmm. on my, you know, as a, as a business. Set it up instead of being an employee. I would have lots of people that I could do that work. I'm pretty convinced, Joe. I have enough smarts that I could help people even when I'm older. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I have this feeling that the things that I technically help people with, I think I can continue to do that. And I see a lot. I was, I've watched folks when I started my career, there was a fellow who was retiring and I was really amazed at some of the things that he taught himself technically at, at I don't want to say at the age he was when I was younger, I thought that he was old, right? <laughs> But I, I look at him as a as a mentor or something to aspire to. I'm looking at this is a challenge as you get older. I'm looking that's where I'm looking at it as again, can I run through the finish line instead of limp through? You might be advising, leading, 
moving into a mentorship role. You might change a different type of job that you want to do. Hey, I was thinking I might go work at a zoo. I love working with animals, but I'm going to be the, the train engineer at Kings Island, <laughs> the amusement park here in Cincinnati. I, I think you could aspire to that. I think you're well, you know, that park very well. Yeah. Just basically, it might be something that pays less, but it aligns more closely to, to your mission in life. And that's and part of minimalism. Think about this. Part of minimalism is setting up your life. So you don't need a whole lot. Mm-hmm. When that time comes, when you don't need much, you've, you've set up your life, you've set up a minimalist lifestyle. Right. So when all is said and done, or when you're moving to that, that next season of your life, you don't need a whole lot to oh. really enjoy life. Nice segue into your finishing up your, was it 21? Yeah, that is the, that is the 21 benefits of owning less. Okay. What do you think about this, Kurt? Let, let, let's let's talk about this you go through one through right ten now. well we went through we we can shoot through one through ten but we are we're a little over a half an hour into our show right now uh and we have our we still have our uh our wins for the week and our quote for the week and so forth do you want to maybe hold this till next week yeah i know we were what was our plan for next week i know we talked about this this will be our i think our week. plan for next week is to really put together some strategies uh, for, uh, for minimizing your life, a few simple strategies for minimizing your life. Okay. And we're going to kick off our 30 day challenge. Perfect. Starting March 1st. All right. So here's my question. Do we want to roll through this, uh, these, uh, this, these, uh, 12 through 21, or do we want to hold that for next week? Hold it for next week is my vote. Okay. We're going to hold that for next week. We call it an audible in the middle of the, in the middle of the show. So next week, we're going to roll through items 12 through 21 on Joshua Becker's 21 benefits of owning less. Kurt, what's going on in the Facebook group? Well, Joe, we've already have some really interesting conversations and one in particular that I really, I'm glad that this particular person has shared this with us. And she, I know her very personally through my other podcast, which we've talked about. I've met her in person. I know some of the struggles that she's been through, which were severe. And she's had some difficulties. Maybe this is during COVID and some of the job issues that have been going on. But beyond all of that, she is interested in a side hustle. And I guess there's a certification she was working on, NASM. And it's to become a personal trainer. And I know she's been awesome. working hard on, on weightlifting and she's done competitions. Yeah, it's, she's qualifying for nationals and powerlifting and becoming certified. And she asks a question which is, hits, hits me pretty close what she's talking about. She's, she's saying, do you think this would be interesting if she was to do something like this? Do you think? people would find her and follow her. So she was creating content. I think it was what she's talking about. Maybe it would be in Instagram or uh, YouTube kind of content. Maybe she's interested in being an influencer. I, I love this kind of side gig, but I think she's also wondering 
at her age, is it too late to be doing this? Because there's a lot of younger people doing this. Hmm. Did you I see think, that? Yeah, I did. And I think she'll find her niche. I think she'll find her groove. I think she'll find her people, yeah. uh, her, the people that fit. Because there, there's only, here's what I'll say to her, is there's only one person that can do it the way you're, you do it. Yeah. There's only one person that can teach the way you teach. There's only one person that can give the message that you have to give. And people will resonate with your message. Your people will find you. You right. just got to put it out there. Yeah, I, I'm in her target niche. <laughs> there are, and one of my other friends, we got some good conversation, three or four people, including my wife, responded to her being very encouraging. And, you know, one of my friends, you know, we're, some of us are getting to that age where we're over 50 years old. And one of my friends mentioned that. And, you know, we have a different perspective. We, we don't need that rah, rah, <laughs> run around the gym, work us to our drop and our muscles are completely sore. So I think you definitely could find your tribe if you, if you go for this. And then that was what, maybe February 4th that is from. And then just this week, she got some encouragement from us and she created her Instagram page. And she gave us a link and she can definitely link in here. She's asking if she can link it here. Absolutely. She thanks us for the encouragement. She really appreciates it. So good luck. And definitely, I mean, here's the thing. I, I look at this, Joe, do it for yourself at first. When you're getting started, you know, we're not famous people. We don't know where or how or who you're going to reach and how you're going to grow an audience. Reach one person. <laughs> Start with one person. Make a connection, make a friend with one person, train that one person. You'll get a lot of encouragement. You'll learn a lot by just, you know, keeping, keeping things in your, keep, keep it small and it's okay. You can make mistakes. Who's going to know, <laughs> but. And we, we say all that to say this, the Facebook group is active. Mm. It's a place. It's an encouraging place. It's a supportive place. <coughs> It's a place where you can get information and it's a place where you can be supported in whatever progress in your life you're, you're trying to make. So head on over to, uh, it, the best way to go to the Facebook group is, is, well, let's see if, if they go to Facebook and just look up dudes in progress, I'm sure they can do it that Absolutely. way, but, but there's a link in today's show notes, uh, to the Facebook page as well. Just if, so if you want to go over to dudesinprogress.com and look up today's show, then have at it. I would love to see someone have courage. like. She is having and trusting us. There's a lot of trust to put some of those things out there. And I think we've got, I know everyone who's in this group right now and I, and I, it's a private group. You, you'll have to get approved by us before we'll let you in and follow the, be, be a good member. But everyone so far is very encouraging and I love it. Perfect. Kurt, what's going on in the Facebook group? Well, Joe, we've already have some really interesting conversations and one in particular that I really I'm glad that this particular person has shared this with us and she I know her very personally through my other podcast which we've talked about I've met her in person I know some of the struggles that she's been through which were severe and she's had some difficulties <laughs> maybe this is during covid and some of the job issues that have been going on but beyond all of that, she is interested in a side hustle 
And I guess there's a certification that she was working on, NASM, and it's to become a personal trainer. And I know she's been awesome. working hard on, on weightlifting and she's done competitions. Yeah, it's, she's qualifying for nationals and powerlifting and becoming certified. And she asks a question, which is, hits, hits me pretty close what she's talking about. She's saying, do you think this would be interesting if she was to do something like this? Do you think people would find her and follow her? So she was creating content, I think is what she's talking about. Maybe it would be in Instagram or uh, YouTube kind of content. Maybe she's interested in being an influencer. I, I love this kind of side gig. But I think she's also wondering, at her age, is it too late to be doing this? Because there's a lot of younger people doing this. Hmm. Did you I see think, that? Yeah, I did. And I think she'll find her niche. I think she'll find her groove. I think she'll find her people, yeah. uh, her, the people that fit. Because there, there's only, here's what I'll say to her, is there's only one person that can do it the way you're, you do it. Yeah. There's only one person that can teach the way you teach. There's only one person that can give the message that you have to give and people will resonate with your message. Your people will find you. You right. just got to put it out there. Yeah. I, I'm in her target niche. <laughs> there are, and one of my other friends, we got some good conversation, three or four people, including my wife responded to her being very encouraging. And, you know, one of my friends, you know, we're, some of us are getting to that age. We're over 50 years old. And one of my friends mentioned that. And yeah, we have a different perspective. We, we don't need that rah, rah, <laughs> run around the gym, work us to our drop and our muscles are completely sore. So I think you definitely could find your tribe if you, if you go for this. And then that was what, maybe February 4th that is from. And then just this week, she got some encouragement from us. And she created her Instagram page and she gave us a link and she can definitely link in here. She's asking if she can link it here. Absolutely. She's that thanks us for the encouragement. She really appreciates it. So good luck. And definitely, I mean, here's the thing. I, I look at this, Joe, do it for yourself at first. When you're getting started, you know, we're not famous people. We don't know where or how or who you're going to reach and how you're going to grow an audience. Reach one person. <laughs> start with one person make a connection make a friend with one person train that one person you'll get a lot of encouragement you'll learn a lot by just you know keeping keeping things in your keep keep it small and it's okay you can make mistakes who's gonna know <laughs> but and we we say all that to say this the facebook group is active mm -hmm. it's a place it's an encouraging place it's a supportive place it's a place where you can get information and it's a place where you can be supported in whatever progress in your life you're, you're trying to make. So head on over to, uh, it, the best way to go to the Facebook group is, is, well, let's see if, if they go to Facebook and just look up dudes in progress, I'm sure they can do it that Absolutely. way, but, but there's a link in today's show notes, uh, to the Facebook page as well. Just if, if you want to go over to dudesinprogress.com and look up today's show, then have at it. I would love to see someone have courage. Like. She is having and trusting us. There's a lot of trust to put some of those things out there. 
And I think we've got, I know everyone who's in this group right now and I'm, and I, it's a private group. You, you'll have to get approved by us before we'll let you in and follow the, be, be a good member. But everyone so far is very encouraging and I love it. Kurt, what was your win for the week? Well, you know, our friend Clay made a very profound statement to us a little while ago and he said, who, not how. And I really, I read the book that he was talking about and there was a podcast also from the author. And I think about this a lot when I'm at work. Again, this is one from the day job. I had a technical issue having trouble with, don't forget, I am a person who teaches this technology to people, but there are times when I get stumped and I do, we have colleagues, they possibly could have been through this. I reached out to them and they said, yeah, one of the guys said, I've got a solution for you. We'll meet on Friday. And within 30 minutes, it was still, we were stumping each other a little bit. We were working through it together because I knew what I was trying to do and he had an idea how to fix it. And and we, he had the right direction. And together, we solved this very specific problem, which pretty much closed up a big section of the application that I was building. So I was really excited. I was like, who was I talking to? Someone said, well, you can take the rest of the day off. That was like at noontime. I had that figured out. So on a Friday, I felt really good, solved a really complex problem. Again, not sometimes you get really... Where's the word I want to use? Sometimes you got to humble yourself to say, I don't know the answer to this. And I, you know, as guys, maybe you don't, we don't ask directions. <laughs> we don't ask for help. We just try to grind it our way through it. Searching Google was not going to get me the answer, but reaching out to calling a, fr calling a friend was the one that got me through this problem. And I think that's a, a great piece of advice. Who, not how can help you get through this problem. And I love, I love how you put it in the, in, in our outline here, Kurt, stubborn pride will cost you a lot of time and wasted energy when there is someone who you can ask for help. Yeah, absolutely. Simple, stubborn, simple concept, but not always stubborn, yeah. stubborn pride. And we all have it in yeah. it. I've <laughs> been, I am commonly the victim of, of stubborn, stubborn pride. <laughs> I like that. Good win. Thanks. Good Bob. win for the week. What was your win for the week? I managed life. <laughs> from a hotel room for four days. Now you might think, okay, Joe, come on. How hard could it have possibly been? Well, when you're used to certain things in a certain way in certain places and uh, in a certain time, uh, things like, how are we going to eat? And we had to eat the Hampton Inn, Hampton Inn breakfast every morning. It's not a bad breakfast, but it's not, it's not home. You're not, you're not, cooking your own eggs and you're not, you're not kind of going through that routine. Uh, also, it's pretty boring, man. It's, it's, it's pretty boring. I, I went out of town the week before last. So I flew out on uh, the 5th of, yeah, I flew out on the 5th of February and flew back. I flew out for work on the 5th of February, stayed in the Hampton Inn from the 5th of February to the 9th of February came home and realized we can't stay at our, at our home and then stayed at another Hampton Inn close to our house from, uh, on, from the 10th or from the night of the, from the night of the ninth through the, and we checked out on the 13th. 
So I knew nothing but a Hampton Inn for over a week and none of it was enjoyable <laughs> because it wasn't the first part of it was work. The second part of it was just because we couldn't go home. We didn't, I didn't have a beach nearby. We didn't, we didn't have anything to really do mm. uh, because it was all, it was all this kind of jumbled mess. But I, I, I was able to manage life from a hotel room for four days. Uh, and it may sound easy, but wow, mm. I, I learned that I don't handle boredom mm. very well at all. <laughs> uh, I, I can handle leisure pretty well, but not, not boredom. Yeah. Not boredom. So that's my win for the week. I know it may sound a bit lame and a bit like, wow, Joe, you really had a hard time. Mm-hmm. But my win, win for the week is I, I managed life from a hotel room for four days. <sighs> I always loved hotels, but I can understand just like that chapter I was talking about beaches can be boring, which sound horrible to me, but I I always thought if I lived on a beach, lived in a hotel, like a resort kind of area, boy, wouldn't that be just fantastic? And I've thought this through and put it through my mind, you know, at some point, this fun vacation spot may seem routine to me at some point. (laughs) And I could get bored if I had nothing to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we have wrapped up our 30 day challenge, our 30 day weight loss challenge. And we talked about that in the beginning, beginning of the show. And we're getting ready to start another 30 day challenge on March 1st. And how we do these 30 day challenges, we're still trying to feel our way through this, but this one is going to be a 30, 31, a 30 day minimalism challenge. We don't know exactly how it's going to look, but I think we have a pretty good idea. Kurt, why don't you share some of the some of the ideas that you and I talked about? Yeah, I'm looking out there through the internet looking for some ideas that would stir my interest. I'm going to look for things that personally that are interesting to me and hope they will be for everyone else. And you certainly can think of some things for yourself. But my, even my wife said it was funny, but as you're thinking of these things, she said to me, you know, I had to opt out of a bunch of emails. She said this to me today, and that's one of the things. You could opt out from those store emails. All that email you're getting, you definitely, everyone is required to give you an option to opt out of it. And I think that's a great one. Clean up your email. I love, I, I did a little bit of cleanup on my desk. A surface of your desk is something. And there's some obvious ones, like clean out a closet, donate some of my clothes to charity i talked about my garage there's some there's some obvious ones there that i definitely will have on this list so i think what what we're going to do is we're going to develop a list of 30 things that will move you closer to minimalism that will move you closer to uh cleaning out your life whatever that might be it could be digitally it could be mentally it could be emotionally it could be cleaning out a closet it could be stuff could be many things, but we're going to develop a, a list of 30 things. And we're either going to release those 30 things day by day uh, on, a, on our Facebook page, our Dudes in Progress Facebook page, or we might ask you to sign up for a mailing list. And those 30-day challenges will be emailed to you every day. We're not sure. That's the 30-day challenge that you have to look forward to. I know. I know I am looking forward to this particular 30 day challenge, because I can think of things in my life that I, even though I'm on this pursuit and I've been on this pursuit in some form or manner for a while, 
Uh, there's lots of things in my life that I still have to, I still have to clear out. Kurt, what what's your what is your resource for the week? My resource. I'm trying to remember how I came across this one to be my resource. I don't remember why, but it's a book that we both have talked about. I think we both have read. It's called The One Thing: The Surprising Simple Truth About Extraordinary Results from Gary Keller. And I love this because, again, it's about kind of things that matter. It's surprisingly amazing how productive you can be if you only have one thing to accomplish, the most important thing. You figure out what that one thing is, and it could be over a period of time, but you are focused on that one thing. Whatever you focus on is what you're going to to make progress in and somewhat related to this. I had to throw in this quote. Maybe I think it was in his book. That's where I saw it. Cause I have it on my Kindle. Even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over. If you just sit there, Will Rogers. It's interesting that you picked the one thing by Gary Keller, because my resource is, uh, is a book that, that these two books get compared to each other very often. And they came out about the same time. When I picked this as a resource, I had no idea that you were picking uh, The One Thing by Gary Keller, and that is a very good book. Uh, Gary Keller is a successful uh, real estate agent. Uh, You may have heard of Keller Real Estate, Uh, and The One Thing, The Surprisingly Simple Truth About Extraordinary Results is a very good book, and you may have just prompted me to, to revisit that book. Maybe I'll take some time and leaf through it, but my resource is called is a book called Essentialism. The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McGowan. Uh, Greg McGowan is, is really, I, I don't want to call this, this book groundbreaking, but he simplified, he simplified simplifying in such a way that it's a very easy read and it's very actionable. And he walks through how, how pursuing less of everything in our life uh, can make your life better. And this is different from minimalism because uh, Greg identifies the things that in your life, it challenges us to, to identify those things in our life, in our work that are essential and how to, how to get rid of most of everything else that's not essential to you. Essentialism, the disciplined pursuit of less by Greg McGowan. And I love his chapter on saying no. Uh, he spends a good deal of time on how to say no, why to say no, what to say no to. And that is the superpower of some of the most successful people on this earth is knowing and being willing to say no to most of everything. So I really, I invite you to check out Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McGowan. I like how Amazon has this section now, popular highlights in this book, and they give some quotes that the readers are quoting, highlighting. And just as you just said that, if you don't prioritize your life, someone else will. Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. What's your quote for the week? This quote comes from the Bible, Luke 3.11. If you have two shirts, give one to the poor. If you have food, share it with those who are hungry. Luke chapter 3, verse 11. 
And the reason this is so important to me, and the reason I, I love this quote is this is this is the ultimate the ultimate goal of minimalism in my life. Not necessarily to give somebody a shirt or even to give somebody to feed somebody who is hungry, although those are two important things. But my goal in minimalism is to give back, is to clear my life so I'm not so focused on me and my stuff so I, so I can give back. So if I have two shirts, I can give one to the poor. If I have a hundred shirts or a hundred pairs of shoes, mm. minimize those things so somebody else can make use of it. So I can give back. If I have two shirts, if you have two shirts, give one to the poor. If you have food, share it with those who are hungry. Luke 3.11. Yeah, you got to have your, your own stuff together before you can help anybody else. Take care of yourself. And then they'll leave margin to help others. Here's my quote, Joe. That's been one of my mantras. Focus and simplicity. Simple can be harder than complex. You have to work hard to get your thinking clean to make it simple. But it's worth it in the end because once you get there, you can move mountains. That sounds a little bit like the Bible too, but it's not. It's Steve Jobs. <laughs> that's, and that's a great, and, and that has been Steve Jobs' secret to success. That has been Apple's secret to success is mm-hmm. the simplicity of their product. Mm-hmm. I can sit here and tell you that, that the Android platform you can do more and be more and accomplish more and uh, and organize more and it's more flexible and all of that. But what people love about Apple products is their simplicity. It just works. And I'm not going to be an evangelist here for Apple or an evangelist here for Android. Uh, but that's what mm-hmm. Steve Jobs locked into. He locked into people's desire to just be simple. Yeah, he certainly got focused on who they were, and people bought into it. (laughs) Still do. (sighs) As we wrap up, remember to visit dudesinprogress.com for all sorts of stuff, including links to our Facebook group and how you can support the show. And as we go, I want you to remember, progress is better than perfection. So let's keep moving forward. And Joe, I will definitely try to do better next time. Talk to you soon.